Hello, my loves. Woo! I was just re-listening to this this upcoming episode um, to to give y'all a little bit of a, an intro and to remember what the heck was this long episode about. Um, I love my long episodes, and also I, I I have to release the guilt sometimes around them being long because I know that. The transmission will sometimes just take as long as it takes to um, get to the right words, get to the right imagery, get to the right phrasing. And um, I appreciate all of you who are along for that journey with me. Thank you. I love you. Thank you and I love you. Okay, so about this episode. (sighs) I'm talking about God, like the Christian God. Uh, the god of three religions. And uh, I talk about other gods as well um, and the idea of God, but I'm really talking about how uh, God was made in our image and not vice versa so that we could understand love and so that we could um, narrate the experiences of love in our lives. Like this, uh, listening back to this, I'm like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? Like, (laughs) what alien came and took over my body this day? Um, And I'm loving it because it's just reminding me so much of how to give things up to God, as in how to, as a spiritual person who doesn't believe in like a one man in the sky, heaven and hell kind of God, um, how to give things up and over to the forces of nature and the powers that be, um, all moved by love because as I say in this recording, love is my religion. Um, I, I'm remembering again that giving up what I don't have answers to or am uncertain of or, uh, feel even compelled to, um, repent for, you know, the bad feelings that come with, um, those sins, the deadly sins, seven deadly sins, uh, as well as just any other negative experience or emotion. Sometimes you just want to, uh, give it up out of avoidance. But I think as a spiritual person, I've learned to go more deeply into them and understand them and integrate that understanding. But I haven't gotten so good, and this is what I'm talking about in this episode, so good at um, giving up the, the trauma and the continued suffering that is inherent in these stories, in some of these, um, you know, stories from our past, or even just stories of the the sins that we are committing now. I mean, it's always in it's always in flux, isn't it? Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
I'm gonna let this episode take it from here because I'm I'm still sitting with these emotions and I really hope that if they provoke some emotions for you that you remember to head over to the Vibrant Coven on Patreon and join us in the discussion around having come from a Christian or Catholic background or even a Muslim or Jewish background and feeling like, yeah, there's a certain way that we learn to receive God and understand love because of it. And now we get to approach it from a different, from a different perspective. y'all got a lovely little thought here for all ye former Christians or um, former um, believers of the uh, Abrahamic God (sighs) of course so many of my thoughts (laughs) So many of these revelations are inspired by Matt Kahn, and I really can't give him enough credit for um, the, the beautiful way that he has guided me so that I may have these other tangential thoughts that just go spinning off into another direction that I know when I'm, when I'm there and I'm like, ooh, I need to record this for the podcast. I know that it's because I've been guided to guide you. And I'm really excited about this one because it is just a fledgling of a thought. But I think it's really powerful. As a former Christian, um, I don't know that I really ever could have considered myself to be a a Christian in the sense that I believed in God the whole time that I went to church and was sent to church camp and uh, spent, you know, summer camp um, at the church and doing activities and reading the Bible, etc. I think I always questioned and I think I always considered myself atheist agnostic sort of like you know I don't really believe in this God or in this kind of God but I'm open to believing in any kind of God uh, that that resonates with me as divinity as divine although maybe back then I didn't really believe in a whole divinity or source of divinity. I believed in love. You know, it's, I don't know if it was like on my MySpace or Facebook or something on, on a social media platform. I definitely put religion love because that's what it's always been for me. I've always felt like love and the glorious nature of Mama Earth holding us and nurturing us. Ah, That's always felt divine for me. That's always been something that I know that I could rely on. And I think that's what 
God or religion is for a lot of people is something that you can all that's always there for you that you can always rely on that will never let you down will never leave you will never um, I guess disappoint you because it's consistent and it'll always uh, show up in a very um, expected way so of course like the earth I mean here here she is just spinning along uh, that's that's pretty um, pretty consistent it's a pretty consistent pretty consistent energy and I think I I always too like gravitated toward not just like love as my religion and you know love of earth and nature as um, what I put my faith in and what I put my my uh, focus on as like this is what feels divine for me but I also think that there has always been a sense of presence with the earth a presence from the earth that um, just just radiates the kind of kindness that I always felt like God should be you know my my the thing the way that I would fight back my argument against the uh, Christian God was always why would I love and believe in and commit myself to and ask for forgiveness from and a, a being that created me but would treat me poorly and to some degree i think we have learned to associate love with being treated poorly And so that's why in this particular, um, I guess, episode or teaching from Matt Kahn where he speaks on loving what arises, your emotions, from a space of, (laughs) you are divine, how may I serve you? And how may I serve you being the ultimate I love you I think that and and if you are not into MatCon like if you're listening to this right now there's probably something in that for you and I highly recommend it because um, it it really just bolsters me and his teachings bolster me every time and um, just crack open a new part of me and a new version of myself Uh, he really helps with my inner unfolding you know Um, but this teaching was 
was really helpful in being able to separate that feeling of anything that is not joy is not divine. Anything that is not any experience or emotion or person that I encounter that doesn't make me feel good that just I just I, I'm 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 ready to be not around them or it the feeling or the person or wh- whatever um, because it I the the conditions the conditions that are created by that experience feel bad um what Matt Conn helped lead me to and what I'm hoping to uh explore in this um episode is the the concept of not good feelings being divine because when I think of the Christian God or even um, Hindu gods and goddesses under that under that um, lens in that context, I start to see how gods are vengeful. Greek gods, Greek and Roman gods and goddesses, which are the same are vengeful, spiteful. They experience anger, jealousy, rage, sadness, grief, deep, deep grief. And since we piled all gods and goddesses and their powers and their qualities into one with the... um, Jewish, Christian, Muslim God, Um, you know, we, we know now that God is all of those things too. Not just, you know, spiteful and envious that you don't love capital H him, but is actually the the multitudinous human existence as as one. So all of the teachings in the Bible that show us the kind of asshole that God can be reflects back to us the kind of assholes that we can be. <laughs> the kind of jerk-offs that we become when we don't get what we want or when when someone um you know shits on our name there are so many instances especially in the bible of god being the kind of source creator that i would not want to worship but outside of the Bible, out of, out of that context, within the, the realm of it's just love 
and love shows up in a lot of different ways. <laughs> love shows up sad and grieving. Love shows up frustrated and upset. Love shows up completely dubious with happiness just like out of out of its mind love out of its mind <laughs> and i guess that's why it was so easy for religion to paint a picture of like a larger than life human form that embodies all of these feelings and all of these impressions of life because it's hard to imagine love being us and not looking like us. We're, I mean, as far as we know, the only beings on this planet who can actually consciously think about love, consciously think about our experiences and have conversations with ourselves about <laughs> who loves us, what love feels like or looks like. Um, I mean, just uh, conversations in general. And so when we want to feel closer to love, we want to talk to it. And that's what we do. Whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in any source of divinity or sources of divinity, you speak with love. You have those conversations. You say it in your head or out loud. Oh, I just wish. Wouldn't it be nice if... I really don't like it when... So many conversations that we have with the universe, the everything, about our many impressions of love. And if you're like me, I feel like I say that a lot in a lot of my podcast episodes. If you're like me, but I have the assumption I speak and have this dialogue with you all under the assumption that we share um, at least a few similarities. And I truly believe that when I speak into the microphone that it's because there's someone on the other side who resonates and aligns with what I'm speaking about and that there is a shared understanding or a shared um, shared experience which is love Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see how that works? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my Alexis. <laughs> um, 
trying to pull into my driveway and not drive ooh, on something or hit hit the gate with my side mirror, but that's what I did. <laughs> it's okay, I forgive myself. Let's see if I rolled over it or if it's okay, whatever this thing is. I hope it's okay, whatever you are. If you're like me, and and love is your religion, and that's at the core of your belief system, that is what you want to be putting your faith in, is that love is the source of everything, and that love is the reason for everything that everything happens for a reason and that reason is love oh hush it'll be over soon I promise if you're like me and you share that belief then you probably know that if everything happens for a reason and that reason is love then everything that happens that is negative or that hurts that causes suffering happens because of love because it's ultimately leading you closer to love or helping you to better understand how to love not just despite everything but because love is at the core and if you pull off the layers of hurt of hurt people hurting people if you pull off the layers of hurting yourself every time you experience anger if you have anger issues and I use air quotes for that if you experience depression or anxiety or I'll even take it as far as any other um, layer that appears in this world as mental illness you may tie your experience to not just the pardon me the negative stigma of the 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 social um parameters in which we experience these feelings and these um you know uh chemical changes and imbalances but you might also tie it to love and the belief that you experience everything because it's a gift in this lifetime. I think the Christian God doesn't really give us that fullness of understanding 
or at least the way that it was written, you know, by, by men in the Bible. I don't think we get that fullness of understanding. Not just that, like, you know, love is the reason for everything, God loves you, and therefore everything that happens to you leads you to love and to understanding and feeling the love of God or whatever. Um, I'm like, oh, I forget where I was going with that. I forgive myself. Oh, um, you might tie these painful experiences to both the, the teaching from society from other people around you, from your experiences, that negative feelings or like destructive feelings are bad. And you can at the same time hold that that truth of your belief that even the bad stuff is love and leads you to love. And the thing that bridges that gap is not just, you know, God is everything and everything is God. So, you know, just, just deal with it. Just deal with the fact that you're, you know, going through this. But in really being able to respect both your belief and the fact that you have been conditioned to have competing beliefs that everything you experience is love and that some of the things that you experience that are painful are bad which which is not what we want to associate with love the thing that we can do that that bridges that that belief gap is in Forgiving ourselves. Forgiving ourselves for treating our emotions like shit. Whenever they arise, whenever our emotions come up that are the ones that we associate with badness, forgiving ourselves instead of seeking forgiveness from God for the sinful way that we are. Forgiving ourselves first for letting conditioning rule us and and spin us around. And then seek forgiveness from our emotions. Seek forgiveness from the story that we tell ourselves about certain emotions or experiences or people that are quote-unquote bad meaning we experience pain when we encounter them because I guarantee you when you approach things that way And I start with emotions because that's like the one thing that you can control. That's the one thing within you that you can start to have that conversation with God about. But it's the God within yourself. It's the God within your emotions. 
which is love. So it's the love within yourself that you have a conversation with. It's the love within those emotions that are trying to teach you the kind of love that you deserve and that you desire. Teach you more about the kind of boundaries that you get to set, the kind of freedom that you need in order to feel closer to and more aligned with love and the divine feeling of embracing everything as love. I don't know if you've ever embraced anger as love or sadness as love or frustration as love or jealousy as love. But when you do, that shit becomes sacred. When you encounter it again, it might take a little while, but then you remember amidst the feelings, oh yeah, this shit is sacred. (laughs) You go, oh yeah, I'm sorry, anger. I was really trying to get rid of you just now, wasn't I? I was really telling you that that I didn't want to have you around because you were inconvenient just now, wasn't I? I'm sorry, will you forgive me? It is already forgiven. Hmm. And I know this because my emotions are sent to love me, are love. They just are love. They are made of love. Like me. I'm made of love. The earth. It's made of love. You see how you see how this just has that ripple effect? And when you start with yourself and with your emotions, you get to feel really um, clear about a path toward forward. Whatever forward looks like for you. A path toward love. A path toward resilience. A path toward higher self-esteem, a path toward self-forgiveness, a path toward compassion. And then you get to recognize those gifts that you keep giving yourself of, oh, instead of burdens, my emotions are gifts because whenever they come to me, I get to let them know that I'm going to treat them well. I'm going to treat them as though they are love, knocking on my door, telling me what I can have more of, which is love. Mm. Once you have this, this gift mentality, this gift energy, then that's what you get to give. That's what you have to give. Your experiences, the stories that you tell yourself about what's going on around you, the people in your life, and the stories that you tell yourself about whether they are love or not. And the gift just keeps on giving because you keep getting to find out, dang, I don't have to forgive that person Like, for example, at work, we have these devices that 
all have numbers on them and they typically go to specific people but some also have names which are clearly for specific people and I've been using this one numbered device for a long time for months months and months it's always there it's always left behind I get to use it I prefer it more than any of the others and I finally went and put my name on it I put my initials I took the sticker off that had the number because nobody was using it me I was using it and I put a new sticker that had my initials on a Friday came in on Monday looking for my device and it wasn't there and at the end of the day when all the devices were back and in their charging stations it wasn't there it was there it's just that someone had took had taken the sticker off and replaced it with another and I felt so disrespected. I felt like whatever happened, whoever did that, it's going to be hard for me to forgive them. It's going to be hard for me to get over this because the disrespect of like finally claiming something that has always been yours and then somebody ripping that out from under you the next day, it just... It hurt. It was a painful experience. And the story that I told myself about that experience was that someone disrespected me or that all of the people there who use those devices are disrespectful. And because I could never know or find out who it was, I can't even find that device again because now it's under a new name or a new number. I'll never, I'll never be able to use it again. I got to start over with a different device. I'll never be able to forgive them because I'm always going to think about that and all of the work that I put in to this device learning me. I could go on about how annoying this has been this whole week. This, I've, since this Monday. And it's Thursday now. So every day I've come in and just uh, bitched a little less about it. <laughs> but today, or last night actually... I thought, you know, I see you trying not to forgive. I see you being mad and holding on to that anger and wanting that anger to go away. But instead of pushing it away, let's just uh let's just know what it's about first. Oh, what are you about? I'm sorry. Forgive me for trying to push you away. Oh, that's okay. What I'm when I really wanted you to know why I'm here is because, you know, when you feel disrespected, it means that there's probably something that was not communicated and um, a, a, a boundary was crossed. Yeah, I feel that. I know. That's why I'm anger. Because I'm, I'm here to remind you that you have boundaries and you feel more loved when other people respect those boundaries. Yeah, yeah. 
I felt really disrespected. I know. I know. <sighs> what are we going to do about that? Mm, good question. So now, like, me and anger, me and my anger, are on the same page. We're on the same team. We're working together instead of me trying to fight it. And we go and we look at forgiveness and we're like, forgiveness. Can, can you help me and anger kind of dissolve this story here? And forgiveness was like, well, yeah, you can try and forgive the people who did it. And at first I was like, ugh, ugh, that fucking sucks. I don't want to do that. Fuck you, forgiveness. (laughs) Don't tell me. Don't tell me how to live my life. (laughs) I really raged against forgiveness. And then I brought it back to me. I forgive myself. I forgive myself for letting this this story turn into one of massive disrespect and just making you look at everybody as though they're a thief and a villain. Because you don't like that. No, we don't like that. Forgiveness, I'm so glad you're here. You know what? I want to just forgive myself first. Can we do that? Can we start there? Yeah, of course. You're trying your best. You're trying your hardest, you know? And it doesn't have to be hard. It can be as easy as you want it to be. Because that's really what, what... love feels like for you, right? Feels like ease? Yeah. Feels like forgiveness? Yeah. And it feels like respect? Yeah. Feels like respect. So it's okay. You can forgive yourself for letting that disrespect set you off like that. Because it's totally reasonable. And like, hi, anger is still here. Hi. Anger is still here to remind you that disrespect is, is... something that we just can't tolerate, right? Right. So you see, like, there's this whole conversation. I'm not going to go through the whole conversation. But there is a whole conversation that we can have and that I think we should have when it comes to letting the divine be all feelings and all experiences letting love be at the core and the sole purpose of all of those experiences and and feelings and not trying to separate the bad by the bad from the good by calling it bad or good in the same way that joy shows us what we like and what feels good for us but we don't go and like tell joy okay that's enough you know with anger and with with sadness we do frustration we're like oh 
get out of here. I'm over this. I'm over you being here making me feel bad. We don't tell Joy, I'm over you over here making me feel good. Ugh. Gross. (laughs) And I think the thing that, that really stood out for me is that when we desire to act in service to love, then the love, the divinity, the divine love that everything is begins to serve us. Begins to serve us. Yeah. Feels good. (laughs) Feels real good. Feels real bad too. Feels real everything. Feels real love. (gasps) Hmm. I like that. Feels real love, huh? Feels like love. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that just dropped into the core of me. (sighs) I love you. Thank you for going on this journey with me. I would love to know how I can better serve you. And the best way to do that is to go to the Vibrant Coven. Join, join me in that space. Continue this conversation with me. Let me know about the stories that you've been telling yourself that have a good-bad duality. And that way, we can keep learning. We can keep experiencing the divine in even more powerful, more beautiful ways that inspire gratitude. Because that's really what it's all about, is is beauty and love and appreciating those those two energies being in our lives. (laughs) That's really it. You can join me in the Vibrant Coven. Come check it out. Some of the free resources on there, as well as the full-length version of all of the podcast episodes at patreon.com slash Vibrant Coven. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Vibrant Coven. And you'll find a bunch of tiers there, which are essentially um, like circles within circles within circles of community that just help me hold space for you in different ways, in the ways that you need, in the ways that you crave, so that this service to you can be a service to love. And the more that I serve you and the more that you serve yourself by committing to being a part of this and uh, really holding yourself accountable by saying yes to being in a coven of like-hearted and like-souled 
individuals who are really not individuals at all, but are just reflections of each other. If you crave this, and you decide that you will serve yourself, and you are open to being served by me, then gosh, what is that going to say for love? Love is going to hear that and say, you're ready to serve? I'm ready to serve you too. Mm. Ooh, okay. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, month, year. I hope that if you have trouble believing that you are deserving of all the love you desire, that you are at least open to wanting to believe so that you can one day really truly nestle in, settle in to that feeling of knowing that you are deserving of all the love that you desire. <laughs>